Hello, welcome back to Psychics and Sidekicks, the paranormal podcast that gives a voice to anyone and everyone. Today, I've got one of our volunteer presenters from Rockingham Radio, JK, as we love to call her, Julia Kyle. Uh, she's a former barber. She describes herself as an accidental counsellor, and there'll be more to come on that, I'm sure, on a podcast at some point, if I can persuade her to do it. But for now, say hello and welcome to Julia. Good morning. Hi, Julia. How are we doing? I'm fine. Very hot. Yes, everybody is today. It's uh, it's very uncommon for us in the, in the UK in September to have it this nice. Mm, I'm that dodgy age anyway, aren't I? Yes, I know that feeling well. My missus is exactly the same. Uh, <laughs> this time of year, sleeping next to a nuclear reactor oh, yeah. is not a comfortable experience. No, <laughs> not at all. I'll tell her. Yeah, I know. I know you will. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Okay. Um, so, JK, uh, I think I'm going to probably re- refer to you as JK as much as I can. And yeah. um, we'll let the listeners work out why we call you JK <laughs> uh, at some point. Uh, but just tell us a little bit about yourself, really, what, you, what your background is, what you've done uh, so far, and um, why you've come on this podcast. Well, uh, I'm from Kimworth Park. I've lived here all my life. I've always been in Rotherham. Uh, I've been a barber since six, well, I, well, I'm retired now, but I've been a barber since I was 16. I've only ever had odd little change in job vocation. I worked at Rotherham United Football Club for a while as a sports organiser when I was fit. Uh, and basically from probably like quite young, I've always had these odd things going on from you know, just visions to sleep, well, sleep paralysis, every, all sorts of bits and bobs, things that I never really spoke about because you just think people are going to think you're crackers. <laughs> and yeah. then obviously I met you you guys and didn't realise what the, well, you're into all sorts, aren't you, really? And that's just where <laughs> it's progressed. It is. And I think the first the first indication, really, that we got from you was um, was when you actually came across to, to the hub where we operate the radio station from and you came and met me and Donna. Yeah. And uh, could you describe us what, what went on then, how you felt? Um, as if I'd known you for years. I don't, you just get this vibe about people. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think with Donna in particular, the eyes, I don't yeah. know if anybody's ever mentioned that kind of thing. You just sort of, I don't know, you just seem to get this, I don't know, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, but I know when I actually got to the hub, um, didn't really think much. And then obviously once we got talking, things just started coming a bit apparent. I, I, you know, when you just walk in somewhere, you just get this feeling and you just don't really know what it is or what it's about yeah. until you start digging a little bit deeper and then you think, oh, right. <laughs> I've had this numerous places and for no, you know, no, no apparent reason, especially his last little meeting. Yes. Yeah, so uh, at the last meeting, when you came down, uh, we took you into a particular room, um, one that we've not, we, we never tell anybody about which no. room in the building, but uh, we took you to that room. Tell the listeners just what that felt like when you were I there. actually thought when you said, oh, you've not shown it such and such, I didn't catch, you, catch what you said. Yep. I thought I was going up to see the studio that you've been doing, you know, the, the bigger room with the new computers and stuff. Yes. Yep. So 
when you suddenly diverted me through there, obviously I've only been ever to the same place. And, you know, I've gone straight upstairs and gone into that one room. So I didn't yeah. know where we were going until I got in there. And obviously we're in darkness at the time and just this complete unease, which I'm not scared of dark, nothing really scares me, nothing. Um, just almost breathless. Yeah. You know, and, well, if I remember right, the first thing I came out was, was what's at the back of that wall? Who even yes. goes into a room and even asks that? You know, it's a, it's a room <laughs> full of all sorts of bits and bobs, and it weren't like, ooh, what's that there? What's that there? Ooh, some drums or whatever, whatever were in there. I can't even remember now. But it were like, what's at the back of that wall? Yes. Just this real unease, um, but almost not like I wanted to head straight out. I think quite a few would if they want anything, but I would, uh, yeah, just odd. I, I didn't actually get the tingles in there, but I have done in the top of the stairs, but I've, I didn't get any kind of, at the first anyway, but it was just this sense of unknown awkwardness. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And just for the benefit of the listeners, the the room that we're talking about, I'm not going to name it because it's, no. um, it's something no. that we keep. Uh, so this, it's not a secret, but we just we would like to not discuss yeah. openly what it is because we don't want any preconceived ideas. But we also want to give other people the opportunity to experience that particular room. Yeah, but it is a room uh, which is on a corner, so it's got two outdoor um, spaces beyond the walls, and um, one is the wall or the the hallway that leads into it, and the other one is another another storeroom. Um, Within the building, so it, it's surrounded really by the building space and then outdoor space. But you were clearly drawn to the, one of the back walls and what was beyond mm. it, and that was really interesting. Mm. Um, so, for the listeners' benefit, then, really, what are your psychic senses? What sets your your psyche senses tingling, for want of a better description? <laughs> <laughs> We have to make a name up for that one. Um, From very young, and I'm talking probably five, six year old, um, mine's been feelings. I I get smells. Um, Very, very recently, I'm pretty certain. Well, in fact, I've had it once before in the past, but um, as if somebody's touching me, but like playing though, not just. Well, both times it was if someone was pulling my hair. Just a quick yes. pull, quick and, tug. And it yeah. tends to um tends to describe that sensation or, or like um like something tickling you know, like a spider web, as if you've walked into spider yes. web type feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um he's described that a number of times in his mediumship sessions right. with people that uh, that actually is basically the, the energy and the spirit of your loved ones just wanting to let you know they're there. Yeah. Without frightening the life out of you. This is it. Well, the first one was felt like it was a definite pull, and the second one, I actually said I thought it was a spider on my hair, and I thought, nah, nah. And it weren't until sort of later on I thought that's very odd. But you know, it's not like you know I'd walked through a ward or anything like that. We're a complete mm-hmm. open space. Um, nobody at back of me. Nobody well in front of me, yeah, but nobody at back of me. Um, uh, lights like, catching my eye, you know, like 
probably orbs. Um, that's often, very often. Um, and I found at the times of bad times, you know, when things just aren't going right, I've never even got any major dramas going on. Um, that's when I often get the, I smell cigarette smoke. Yeah. Bearing in mind, I don't smoke, nobody else smokes here, my neighbours don't smoke. And it'll last from anything within seconds to sometimes minutes. Um, now, my family growing up, massive chain smokers. And it's almost like somebody's going to say, you know, you're all right, everything's fine, we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and many a time I've said, go and get yourself off that <laughs> you know, stop bugging me. <laughs> but yeah, it's that, that's main things with me, really. It's, it's more sensing things. Yep. I mean, I've been, and do you I've know been, what? Do you what? know about the clair sensors? Do you know nope. what they are? All no, nope, I haven't got a clue. Oh right, okay. So there are uh, most commonly there are four clair sensors. Yeah. And um, let me find my little list of them. So clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, and clairsentience. The last one I can never remember what it means. Feeling. Clear feeling. It is. Yeah. 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 But there are two others as well. Which you're actually have, uh, you've touched on, and um, Claire Gustin's is the one of taste. All oh, right, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned that when we were sort of talking prior to starting the conversation that you sort of you yeah. got the smell and and taste. I actually dream like that as well. I can taste, I can taste, I can smell, I can feel in dreams, um, yeah. which can actually be quite traumatic if it's a bad dream. It's left uh-huh. me when it's been a really bad one. It's it's left me for you know a, a week at a time where I've got to keep reminding myself it's just a dream because it's that real, you know. And I think and if you if you're that in in touch, you know, at what point does that cross over to you know medium? You know, it, it's to me. I think it's all tied in. Yeah, I think it is. I had a very interesting conversation um, earlier this week with a lady in America who. Uh, I think really what she was describing is she wants to normalize um, spiritual feeling and, and psychic abilities and that because she describes that everybody has them when we're born. We're born mm. naturally with these senses and abilities, yeah. but uh, through education and socialization, we lose the senses. Yeah, yeah. And basically, we just, it, it, I think the best description is we're locking them away, we're putting them in a box in order to fit in with society. Yeah, well, like I just fear of being ridiculed, you know, oh, give up, you're making it up, or you're bonkers, or, you know, things like that. People don't. No, absolutely, and I, on my journey that I've been on so far with this podcast, and it's really fascinating. Yeah. Conversations I've had with people, you know, and I I go back to where Donna will take the mickey out of me because uh, I'll quite openly talk about the fact that as a youngster, um, I had an invisible horse. All right. As as a friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that I've been told by somebody that could be a totem spirit. Yeah. So I that's another so. that's another Tonto. path of research to go down. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. But so. you know, it just it, it kind of it reinvokes those memories and starts you to think about mm. what um, you know, what other actual realities there are with it. You know, that it's not just imagination, is it? It's what is your no. imagination, actually? This is it, yeah, because, oh, I'd got a very good one of those growing up. Yeah, And I think yeah. 
as well. Come on, then, spill. You know, only you're, you're on the podcast, you, you might know, as well spill got it. Everything sort of blamed on only child syndrome. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I don't need people around me to feel, you know, complete. Um, mm. But growing up, you know, saying that, though, I mean, while I'm just remembering, because I've forgot a couple of times now, both my mother and my auntie were both very, very in tune with each other. Yeah. And pretty psychic, especially my auntie. Um, but she was nicknamed, you know, Black Sheep at Family because she, you know, and it's like, why? Because people were scared of what she was saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she could predict and all sorts, but usually not good things. It were in times of, you need to get out of there. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I've got this, re- she'd phone and say, what's going on? You know, my mother would be like, well, how do you know? Is you know we've just this has just happened that's just happened, you know you need to get out you need I just know I get this feeling. Uh, I also get that um, I, I'm pretty deep me and I'll come across as joker of <laughs> the joker of many things, but I've got a really completely different side to me. I do tend to work people out pretty too fast for my liking. Um, might not show it, but it's. I think everything, everything all just comes in, all all little bits. But like you said there, as you grow up, you probably don't even think about things like that. You just think, oh, it were just an imaginary friend. But is it? Yeah. Never even thought about that, Sean. I mean, obviously, I'm a complete newbie with this, like I've said. I mean, I know we've spoke probably twice about little bits and bobs, but it's not like I've gone into researching. I've not, ooh, you know, thought, oh, we'll have a chat. And then I think, yeah. well, I'll, you know, then I'll dig deeper. Um, I mean, I've, I've gone to um, numerous over years, for probably over 20 years on and off, um, to different um, meetings, look, you know, spiritualist church meetings, things like that. Yeah. I've only ever had one one-to-one. Uh, but at that, very, that point, I was very young. I think I was only like 19. I'd not lost anybody close. Um, and he just, well, he didn't even ask me. He just, I think he just picked up on it because he told me about what's going to be going off in the future. Yeah. He didn't tell me anything, <clears throat> you know, and I thought, and at that point I was like, mm. and I remember an awful lot of what he said and everything did come right. And he weren't talking, you know, next six months, it's like over the next, over your lifetime, yeah. this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Went into quite a bit of detail with everything, and it all has come true, you know. And that that were really interesting. Um, but I think one of the the main ones that I went to is a local woman. I forgot her name. I can describe what she looks like. I'm surprised she's not on our group actually, but she's not. Um, and it was at Rotherham Rugby Club, and it was just a one-off thing. One of my friends contacted me. What are you up to? She fancy coming with me and Dave. Going to uh, rugby club because spiritualist is on, but it's actually a mediumship meeting. Stroke, um, there was people there learning as well. Yeah. Um, and I remember as I walked in, she sort of, she was smiling and you know saying hello to everybody, but she just zoomed in on me. It made me feel quite awkward actually, and just <laughs> didn't take her eyes off. And every time I looked up, she was just looking back, not you know just. Same again, dark eyes. My eyes are even enough black. Your missus's eyes are really dark. I don't know what colour yours are. Blue? Oh, Mine's green. Green. And, um, you know, and 
I think when dark-eyed people look at you in that kind of way, it's almost like looking into your soul mm. with that kind of feeling. And, but, you know, they did all meeting. They went around and she explained what I do at the end of the meeting. There were about four students there, she called them. And I let them come to people and they were just shouting out certain references, you know, can anybody come with this, 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 this and this. Yeah. And um, one fella, somebody said, oh, yeah, I think, you're that, I think you're aiming that at me and whatever, a little chat. And then she went round every single person that was in there that weren't even there for that. I mean, we just went to have a watch. And um, she just said, I'll explain what you'll probably feel. While you've been sat here tonight, have you had any like random thoughts, smells, words come into your head? Just random stuff that you've not even thought, why is that even there? And she went around every single person, have you felt anything? No, have you? No, 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 no. She got to me and I just said, yeah. Now my mates were like, what? <laughs> Zoomed around. I never realised that me, my mate's husband is very, very in tune. Mm-hmm. I think you'd probably like a chat with him, actually. What about David? Um, and she said, go on then, what? And I, I, I came out with this list and uh, it was number 10. There was a number 14, February, a red rose, a uniform, but only way I could describe it was it didn't feel like it was a police or... In my, well, in my words, a proper uniform. Yeah. And she said, you know, has anybody, can anybody make any sense out of this? And, the, oh, and there was um, a rope. Can anybody make any sense out of this? And nobody could. She says, just remember it, go home. And then that particular night, I'd borrowed my mother's car. So obviously I've only got a two-seat job and, me, me, and I was taking my friends. Um, and I got back, told my mother all about it. And she's, oh. Let me write all this down because my mother was always very interested in anything like that. Mm. Wrote it all down. I left and then she phoned me back about over an hour later. She'd rang me other auntie and said all these things. Apparently she went cold on the spot. And it sounds like it was my cousin's cousin, who I remember meeting once or twice when I was very, very young. Um, his birthday is 10th of January same as mine so that was the 10 yeah he took his own life on the 14th of february his mother he hung himself yeah. his mother um had walked to the front of the church or wherever he wherever he whatever he got i don't know buried or whatever laid on a single red rose i'm going cold and um he was He'd been a TA, majority, uh, territorial army, yeah. Um, yeah. from very young, or I think it was TA. I would say, yeah, I think it was TA. So that was the the uniform. Mm-hmm. He'd never been in the forces, but he'd always done that side, you know, the, the other side, the whatever, whatever. But yeah, and... Scotland, that's just come back to me. Scottish tie. Yeah. And me at that apparently a few years prior, my auntie had been doing all this, you know, going back to it family history, you know, all these genealogy things. Yes. Um because and Scotland had been mentioned once before, something to do with a baby born to Scot something in Scotland, and everybody didn't have a clue. And when we when she actually did a load of digging, 
she found that apparently one of it was something like my great 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 grandma or whoever had had an affair with somebody and moved to Scotland, had a baby, and then came back down and never really said anything until yeah. many many years later. So yeah, interesting. Um, it's amazing what they dig up, isn't it? Then yep. And I ended up messaging the um, the medium woman. I think oh, it'll come to me. Has name Linda? My mate knows who she is. And um, Linda Shepherd. That's her, Linda Shepherd. Black hair, short, black hair. Well, shortish. Sometimes it's short. Sometimes it's in like a little bob. Yeah. And I messaged her on Facebook and said, "I hope you don't mind." But I did go home to my mother's, run it across her, and she said, "Well, as you walked in the door." I just knew that basically I just knew. Uh, mm-hmm. And if ever you want any, if you ever want to go any deeper into this, I'd quite gladly help you if you want to get taught into doing things or, you know, like knowing what, what sent, whatever, whatever you, whatever they do. And at that point in time, I said, Oh God, no, I've got enough on my normal life. Never mind. <laughs> all that lot. <laughs> uh, but as you grow, as I've grown older, because uh, it's got to be about 10, 12 years ago, you know, and yeah, I'd do it now, but back then, no. But same again, at that point in time, I'd lost a couple of people, but nobody big, you know, the, the big family members sort of thing. Right. So you see you do it now. Oh, yeah. um, that You know, that is something that we're exploring actually with Andy about um, putting right. on some, some sort of educational sessions down at the hub, just, just basically, you know, yeah. if you've got any sensitivity or you think you may have, yeah, um, coming along with a bunch of like-minded people and just Ooh. seeing what, what comes of it. And um, they call it a learning circle or, or something, don't they? Um, yeah, it, we're open circle, that. Yeah, um, yeah. And a bit like stroke learning as well, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's something that's on the agenda for us as we uh, as we progress. Mm. Our, our working relationship, really. I'll have a word with Dangerous Dave. Okay, because he's got some <laughs> stories. There's a there's points in their house that's just ice cold constantly that shouldn't yeah. be. It's a south facing house and it's freezing in a certain place, and right. he's always had smells, um, all sorts. He's gone great into depth in the past, um, which I'll not go into because that'll spoil it. But yeah, I'll see if yep. I can get Dave. Yeah, it'd be good because um, one of the things we do with Andy is we we like to take him on blind paranormal investigations. Oh yeah, so. Yeah. He doesn't know where he's going at all. Yeah, he has. He's got no no um, preliminary information that allows him to research. So then we know that everything he picks up is picked up there and then because of um, what he is and where he is. Yeah, and um, and that's worked really well. We've done that on a couple of occasions now. It works really well. So yeah, See, that, that's, Dave's that's... place. If he's if he's ah, got yeah, some yeah. Uh, quirks with the property. That might be and well, it's, it's well not as if it's a, you know it's not an old property or anything like that. It's quite a new build, really, yeah. in comparison. But but the property itself isn't no. really the thing, is it? It's the, no. It's the land on which it's built and what the land's history is, and uh, that's the same yeah. thing with this this uh, room at the hub. Yeah. The the character, the information research that we've been able to do so far, the character that's come forward um, from the research, not come forward and communicated with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you dug deep a bit. It it predates the actual building itself by some years, uh, by yeah. quite a few decades even. That's, um, so that's, that's the I'm thing to, to have a look. To, Sorry. It's absolutely the thing to bear in mind is mm. is it's not 
whatever you're getting is not necessarily because of the building no. that you're feeling or, or seeing or hearing it in. It's what was there before, you know, yeah. and how far back are we going? Yeah, that, that's actually, that's just, that's just piqued my interest a little bit because the first time I ever felt anything was at number 30 Clifton Lane, Rotherham, and it's an old mm-hmm. Tudor-style building that's very, very old. Um, and it's up near, well, it's next to the museum. It's I think it's yeah. the second big house up after <coughs> one second. He's barking at his shadow. Stop it. Right. Well, it's not, it's a dog on the street. It can, um, and I'd like to know, wonder what were under there before that were built. It's got to yeah. be in there a few hundred years that easy. Uh, and I would, like I said, I think I would probably five-ish, six, if that. And there was just a couple of particular places in that in that house, and I would just freaked out as a kid for no reason. Yeah. You know, couldn't sleep. Everybody else could, but I couldn't. Many man would practically live there at the time, and it was just this one particular room, and I just know in a certain area of the room, all the rest were fine. It was just one point. So what's your most recent experience, apart from us taking you to that room that you weren't aware of? Um, um, so rule that one out because we've kind of touched on it. But other than that, what's been your most recent experience that you could recall? That hair pulling. <laughs> and then the previous one to that, um, last week, cigarette smell. And we're, we're talking like random times, like middle at night and things like that. Yeah. You know, and it's that's near enough always though at home you know yeah. because that's where you, you know it's not like I'm out and about because that could come from anywhere it's, it's always been at home um, the other little thing as well that's literally just come back to me and I've had this twice um, when I've nearly had an accident in the car All right, and not, almost like not one of those accidents no no <laughs> oh no um and almost like somebody's break for me just in time because my thoughts been nowhere near it. Yeah. It's just, you know, like a dog's run out or whatever. I remember one particular, well, the last one was uh, some back lanes on the way up to Wickersley. And it, that freaked me out. Um, but yeah, the, the, the last one was, I think it was last week. It's been within this last 10 days and it was cigarette smoking bedroom again. Um. And there was something else as well. Because ended up, oh, what were that nights? Nice? Because I ended up saying, "Go on, you know, go away now. Stop playing, basically." Because and I picked up on the fact that it was possibly my auntie, because my mother were very straight laced, you know. With my auntie were a bit more playful, a bit silly at times, you know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, oh God, I can't remember what it was. I wanted to tell somebody about that the other day, actually. But yeah, nothing, nothing major lately. Yeah, apart from that. <laughs> yeah, the hair pulling. But but if you're having even sort of those little mini mm. moments of um, sort of sensory uh, activities, yeah, then I, th- I think coming along to one of the development sessions would be really, really useful for you because yeah. um, you know, who knows what it could open up. This is it. Yeah, Brilliant, actually. I remember once uh, I was in Robin Bus Station and I was sat against the wall. I was only very, well, probably about 15, 16. Um, not a great time at that point. Definite hand on shoulder. That mm-hmm. 
to the point, you know, when you, you, you turn around sharpish, you think, well, there can't be anybody yep. there because I'm, I'm sat against, you know, well, it went a wallet like a piece of plastic, you know, divider, you know, like they have in bus stations. And um, you know, just little things, you know, it starts coming back over years and you're like, I wish I'd wrote it all down now, but it'll get, you know, things will come back. Yeah. It, it is interesting. And mm. I've, I, I can list a number of things now just from the conversations I've had so far on, on mm. different episodes. Um, right back to, I mean, you've mentioned sleep paralysis. We've not really oh, touched God, on yeah. that, uh, Julia. I have but that often. I, I used to have a recurring dream as a youngster, uh, which was very vivid. And yeah. uh, it was, it took place in my mum and dad's front garden. Freak you out this, Bill. <laughs> so it took place in my mum and dad's front garden. And their garden was, um, it was not particularly deep. It was, it was like a, probably like a reasonable size rectangular area yeah. of grass. And it had uh, rose bushes in the corners and then a central circle with rose bushes. And my dream used to be that I was being chased around the garden by cannibals. Ooh. And basically I was forced into the centre circle and they surrounded me. And as they were moving in on me to attack me, I would wake up. And I used to have that loads of times. Wow. That's scarier than my reoccurring one, and I still have it now. <laughs> um, from very I'd be in a room and it was almost like, it's really hard to explain. You know, like the walls are coming in on you kind of feeling. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but it felt like it was internal inside me, yeah. the feeling. Only thing I can say that I can think it could possibly have been now is how, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had anxiety issues. Well, One that's the, it's the kind of feeling where it's, you know, it's something's building up inside you. It's yep. almost like something needs to release. And I couldn't bring myself out of it back as a kid. I actually now think it is all due, it's all linked to the paralysis. But yeah. that one is another kettle of fish. I mean, I used to be scared stupid. I never spoke about it ever until, not even to my mother, nobody. Um, and it was only a few years ago, and it was a Facebook friend. I've never met her. And she worked in a pharmacy. And she basically come on Facebook. She's a bit of a, she's a funny girl. And she was like, last month's problem were IBS. This month's problem is sleep paralysis. Right. And it made me think, what is, what is that? Quick Google and suddenly realised, thank God for that. I'm not alone. Mm. And I just went on to some kind of thread. I can't even remember what it was. And there were all these Americans saying, blah, blah, blah. Does anybody have this? Does anybody have the tall figure? Well, that's always been mine. Tall figure, side of room, really tall, in black, bit of weird, either a sh- weird shaped head or a hat, like brimmed. Um, yeah. And after that, I don't actually talk about it now because in the amount of people since I've spoke about it that have said, you know, I have that either. I didn't know that anybody else did or I have that and I hope we'll talk about it now. Um, and the only thing that I can say that mine is very similar to now that I've actually, you know, done a bit of research, um, there's a film, a horror, oh, God, Babadook, The Babadook, right. which is actually about mental health, really. I've watched it a few times that first time. It scared me. It didn't scare me, but it was, that is almost like similar to the sort of figure that I see 
when I'm deep under, but I'm, I'm obviously awake, but my body will yeah. not move. Um, it's that kind of figure. It doesn't do anything, but I've always woke, managed to get myself out of sleep with it to the point now, next time it happens, I'm not going to get myself out. I want to know what's happening next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Like, don't scare me now. I'm I'm, I'm fifty. I'm yeah. proper hard. <laughs> I'm not really. But yeah, it's, I'm it's gonna, interesting I'm, I'm though, isn't it? As, out. Yeah, as we as we get older, we become more aware of certain things, or or more open to yeah, and, and curious about things, you know. And that's where I started off with this particular journey was getting involved with Andy, being mostly sceptical, but th- from seeing Andy. A few years ago, yeah, and having gone to a couple of events of his over those years, becoming more openly curious. Yeah. To now, I'm absolutely not, you know, nowhere near the the skeptic. I've never been at all skeptical ever. In some respects, from a paranormal investigation perspective, though, Mm. I like to approach that with a a skeptical start. Yeah. Prove but it. Whatever happens, actually, your first point of call should be to mitigate or disprove it. Yeah. And then once you've gone through those processes of elimination, you have no further explanation for it. So it can only be the uh, something otherworldly or something related to energy or spirit. Yeah. So I, I, I like to take that approach. But in terms of a person's psychic abilities, and sensitivities. I, I'm not a skeptic at all because I've seen and heard Andy so many times now this year do what he does. And yeah. um, the amount of information, the clarity of information he gives to people is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm actually going to come over. Hmm. Is it this Wednesday? Doncaster one he's doing? I didn't manage to get to the last one because I've never met um, him. <clears throat> you don't, you don't yes. know me from Adam, I don't think. Well, possibly yeah. <laughs> hey. Right. Yeah, I'll get, um, to, I'll get down yeah. to give you details for that. Yeah. My my only scepticism um, is to do with the sleep paralysis, Yeah, actually, because only these last few years I was diagnosed with sleep apnea. I think they're linked. I have got the machine now, but yeah. I don't wear it all the time. I'm supposed to. Uh-huh. Yeah. And is it a case of, you know, I was holding my breath that much to the point of, Ooh, this is getting dangerous. Is that when it happens? You know, plus, you know, if there's anything anxious going off at the time or whatever, I've, I, that's my one that I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's all linked up or not. That, but that's my, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. Mm. Interesting stuff. Well, I think for now, yeah, I'd like to leave it at that, Julia. Yeah, sounds. Thank you yeah. very much for coming on. Not a problem. Anytime. And I'm sure that at some point in the not too distant future. We'll um, we'll have you in that room. Yeah, we'll get a little bit of um, awakening going on. I think that's where we need to be, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. it's an awakening of senses. And we're not here to convert anybody, but if anybody's interested in uh, in finding out a little bit more, then yeah. certainly um, that forum with Andy, safe space in a safe place, uh, is absolutely somewhere to just come and awaken the senses. But for now, thank you very much for joining us, Julia. It's not been a pleasure a talking to you. That's fine. And we'll speak to you again soon. That's great. Cheers. Bye.